Hello and welcome back to Hyperfeminism, the podcast. I'm Mal. Uh, thank you for being here. Before we get into this episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's listened to and supported the first episode. Really warms my heart to see all your messages and feedback. Uh, so thank you so much. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about becoming your own support system and what it's like to leave essentially your entire life behind and start somewhere new. So personally, in 2017, after I finished high school, the year before, I moved knowing no one to Adelaide from Victoria. I have no family here. I didn't know anyone, but I decided that the course I wanted to study was here. So I picked my stuff up and I moved. There was definitely part of me that was running away from toxic situations that I needed to move away from. So for 2017, I studied medical science at the University of South Australia, which just wasn't for me. But then I actually did an internal transfer to journalism and professional writing. And I've been studying that for the last year and a half, sub-majoring in sociology. This has honestly been the best thing I've ever done, and I wouldn't change it for anything. So I thought we'd just have a chat about it because it's something I get asked about quite a bit. With me, I have my best friend, Darcy, who's also had a similar experience. So yeah, we'll get into that now. So I moved here in 2017 and you moved here last year, last year, so 2018, but you'd moved away from family before then. Yeah. So I went to boarding school in year 10, so the start of 2015, so three years before that, which was a very different experience. (laughs) So you went to boarding school in Sydney. Yes. Where were your family? My family at the time was in Abu Dhabi. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was at finishing high school, they moved to Singapore. Okay. So what was it like, like in those years? So you would have been 15. Yeah, I was 15. So what was it like at 15 to not live with like mum and dad? It was a big shock. Um, definitely a bigger shock, shock than I thought it would be. Um, and took a lot of adjusting. While I was at school, I went back every holiday, but still having to find my way on my, by myself and, make new friends because obviously the first time I'd been away from home, it was definitely really, really tough. So there was, was there any particular reason why Sydney? Um, I think it was just kind of the school that I most resonated with and I had family living in Newcastle that were kind of an hour and a half away, so if I really needed someone that I could go there if I needed to escape, which I did a lot. <laughs> So at least you had you had some form of a support system. Yeah, I had someone that was close enough. Yeah. So how different was that support system to living at home with your parents and your siblings? Um, it was different at first because the family I had there were like grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins who previously I'd only seen about once a year. So my relationship wasn't really that strong with them. It was kind of like on holidays, we would come and stay with them for a week or so. And I'm very close with my family. So it was really hard kind of transitioning away from that and having to rely on relatives who I wasn't as close with in the past. So what was your boarding school experience like as a whole? Um, There was definitely ups and downs. I wouldn't change it because I made some really amazing friends who kind of became my support system and my family. But there were definitely times that I wished that I was still at home. I think moving away because I was so young, 15, it definitely changed me as a person and made me grow up mm-hmm. a lot quicker and I went through some really tough times mentally yeah. um, and emotionally but came through in the end and I'm still glad I did it. Yeah. How did you deal with becoming a teenager? So you've got all these hormonal changes and changes in your life um, 
but also managing study without having a parent right there, like pushing you along. Yeah, so at the school I was with, they had um, kind of boarding staff and like a house mistress who we had like scheduled study time every night. So that kind of part was very um, scheduled. So we'd have time to study. So it wasn't really so much as keeping up with the studies because they did act as a parent in that way. They were making sure that we're doing our homework and stuff, but also did give us a lot of the independence ourselves to make sure that we were keeping up with our studies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about things like what you mentioned briefly about like um, mentally stuff going on? Did you have someone that you could go to about that stuff that was an adult? Yeah. So I um, became really close with the house mistress in the house I was with while I was there. I think especially because I was struggling so much being away from my mum and dad. Mm. Um, Yeah, emotionally, I really latched onto her and she helped me through a lot of that. And I'm so grateful that I had someone like that who was so nurturing she kind of did become like a, a mother figure to me. And it was hard leaving her when I left school. Like I felt like I was leaving like a second mum. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, she helped me through a lot of a lot of the hard issues and times. Yeah. So you left school and then relocated again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I came to South Australia because it's the course that I wanted, but and also because I didn't do a difficult maths in high school and in South Australia – Lots of courses don't have prerequisites. So I went into medical science because I didn't have to have that and my score was still high enough. Um, why South Australia for you? Um, so when I was applying for universities, I applied to every state because, again, I didn't really have close family in mm-hmm. anywhere. So to me, it didn't really matter as much what state I was in I preferably wanted to be in Sydney because that's where all my friends were but I didn't do as well in my year 12 exams for Mm -hmm. other factors and then it was kind of the best course and what I wanted to do yeah um the one that I got into South Australia yeah yeah so what was that like having to leave because like obviously it wasn't your first choice to like relocate Mm -hmm. again what was that like having to leave like you talked about leaving a mother figure but leaving that support system you created for yourself yeah, it felt like I was kind of going back to square one. <laughs> yeah. It was it was definitely a big decision and a hard one, but I knew that if I'd been able to go to boarding school and, you know, kind of survive that and I did eventually mm. make friends and create a life there, I knew that I could do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just, yeah, I find it interesting because, like, I did apply in Victoria, um, sort of not really intending to go Uh, to study there um I also applied in Queensland and I got in on early entry to study aviation um which was like I had a breakdown and cried in the school library and then suddenly I applied for aviation um but yeah I got in on early entry for that so that was a bit that was weird that was a weird Mm -hmm. experience but um yeah moving here was definitely like a choice that I made myself so it's interesting so when you moved here you actually so when I moved here I moved into a student accommodation I lived with in an apartment with five other people in a building with hundreds of people yeah (laughs) but you moved into an apartment by yourself yeah I made that decision partly because of my experience at boarding I think what one of the reasons why settling into boarding was so hard for me was because I'm quite an introvert and shy when I first meet people and I think I struggled to be in such close quarters with all Mm. these girls who I'd never met it took me a long time to come out of my shell and I thought that I would it would be easier for me to kind of start a life and settle like you know create friends 
if I had a safe place to go. Yeah, a place to withdraw to. Yeah, exactly. I mm. wasn't like constantly having to socialize and <laughs> yeah. talk to people because I like my own space. Yeah. yeah. I think I, um, I sort of, yeah, I didn't even look at colleges because I knew that was going to be yeah. way too intensive <laughs> for my little socially anxious self. But yeah, I think I almost looked at it from how you went into boarding school almost. Like yeah. I was like, I need to live with other people. Otherwise I'm not going to interact. Like yeah. I will just go to uni and come home. Like I won't do anything. So like for me, it was about forcing myself to have that interaction. Yeah. But yeah, for you, it's about having that space where mm-hmm. you don't yeah. have to. And I think nice. if I hadn't gone to boarding school, I would have had the same yeah. mentality as that. But I just knew from obviously previous experience yeah. that it just didn't work. For and me. like it can be exhausting. Yeah. Like I was very lucky in that the people I lived with were great. Mm-hmm. Most of them were great. <laughs> um, and we got along quite well. Um, but yeah, it definitely can be exhausting being so close to people. Yeah, and all like twenty four seven, and you just have sort of have to be on. Yeah, yeah. So that's really rough. Talking safety wise, yes, living alone especially. Yeah. How have you found that experience to be? Um, so I haven't really had any issues with that because the apartment I have, I currently live in, has like you have to have a key to get into the building, mm-hmm. and then like again, key to get in, obviously into my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it would be different if I was living um, in, like, a house or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If not, That thought's never really crossed my mind, but mm-hmm. I've never really had issues with safety in the past, so yeah. it's not... It's not something that's in your forefront. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very glad. <laughs> um, in my second week mm-hmm. at uni, um, so, like, I just moved in. I wasn't, like, super interacting with, like, people in my apartment. Like, I saw them, like, at dinner time, but then I sort of, like... You know, my own space, like it was still all very new. Um, I think I knew one person at uni. But yeah, I had a class at like a different campus that was further away uh, from my house, which is the campus that I'm at full time now. And I was late because there was traffic and I wasn't expecting traffic because it's Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I got in and this guy was sitting in the back row and it was like packed. It was like the first week of our lecture. Everyone's there. Um, and he like saw me come in. He was like, oh, like there's a seat here, like feel free like to sit which and I was like oh thank you so much because like there really were no other seats without having to like go like down the front of the room and like weave into a row like this one you could sort of just pull it backwards and sort of slip in um and he was like oh like hi how are you like this is my name and he introduced me to the girl sitting next to him and um when the lecture ended he like asked me what I was studying and I went to the library and he sort of just like came with me and I was like oh like that's a little bit odd but like whatever um and this was a lecture that finished at six o'clock but I wanted to park my car in front of the building that I was living in and those car parks were only 10 minutes unless you were there after eight so I just used that class as like I would go to the lecture and then I would go to the library and like study for two hours Mm -hmm. um and then like drive back and I could just park there as he was sitting there with me and I was like oh yeah like I've just moved here like blah 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 and he was like oh like did you have to move into like a share house with like people you don't know and I was like oh no I like moved into like um, Urban S, which is like student accommodation. And he was like, oh, okay, like, is that like in North Adelaide where the colleges are? And I was like, oh no, like it's right in the city. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And like he, like after a while, he like said that he was going to go home and he left. And when I came back, I pulled in to a parking spot at the front of my building and he was standing across the street, <sighs> which was probably the single most terrifying 
experience yeah. of my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I didn't have friends. I didn't have a support system. So I was like, if I went missing, yeah, no one would know. <laughs> like my family, and like you know, at that point, I was still talking to my mum like every day, <laughs> um, yeah. at least. Yeah, so that was terrifying. And like I had a few experiences where like strange men have tried to like follow me into the building. Like one of them happened in the middle of the day, and I was like, ah. oh, um, that's not okay. Yeah, no. So that was like pretty awful. But like I think that definitely like making friends helps and definitely like the security that student buildings do put in because i was lucky that it was after six o'clock so the front doors of the building you needed to your key to get in so he could actually get into the building um which i am forever thankful (laughs) that i don't have to think about what would have happened if that wasn't a thing when you both moved to sydney and moved to adelaide did you have any experience with losing friends when i went to sydney not initially Mm -hmm. Because I was kind of going home every, like, nine, ten weeks. Yeah. Um, so, like, the friends that I had in Abu Dhabi. And because I'd been in Abu Dhabi for about eight years before that. Yeah. Like, I had really good friends. And so I would talk to them quite frequently. Because I was at school, like, yeah, at boarding school for three years, our friendships kind of faded and they mm-hmm. kind of moved away gradually. They would go back yeah. to where they were from. Mm-hmm. So I still talk to some of them occasionally. But, yeah, the friendships are definitely faded. But um, my two closest friends that I made in boarding school, I'm still, like, they're still, like, really close to me and I talk to them every day. And I think because we because they were boarding as well, so, like, we mm-hmm. lived together for three years and went through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think those friendships are pretty set in stone, yeah, which I'm thankful great. about. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to know that even though the support system isn't right there, you still have those people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah very lucky I was not the same (laughs) yeah um so my experience moving here um an extracurricular activity like a sport that I was involved with um I was sort of cut off um by all but one of those people as soon as like the date that I was leaving was like near um and yet literally never heard from them ever when I moved um the one person I'm still in contact with is like still one of my best friends like he's awesome Mm -hmm. and he was always there for me through all of the drama in that (laughs) sport um so like we still catch up every time I go home um he's great and yeah like honestly like don't know what I would do without him (laughs) (laughs) but yeah other than that like you know I had friends from high school and those relationships sort of faded I really felt like I was starting this new part of my life and I felt like every time I heard from like friends I never really got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those friendships faded off when I sort of felt like I wasn't wanted or, um, like, needed anymore. You know, and as things change in people's lives, your relationships change. And mm-hmm. that's just how that is. Um, you know, it was really upsetting to start with. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> like, it was, it was heartbreaking that people I considered family had just forgotten that I existed. Um, and there was, like, that part of me inside that was, like, People aren't going to know yeah. that, like, I was a good person and, like, people are just going to hear what they're going to say. But I think at a certain point I sort of gave that up for my sanity. Like, my sanity became worth more than my name Yeah. in that, yeah. And I'm really lucky that, like, I've moved here and I've made amazing friendships both with uh, both through, like, places that I've lived and mm-hmm. people that I've met through uni. Um, 
yeah, I've been the most lucky and wouldn't change it. Yeah. Like it was all, it was all worth it. I have like a great support system. It's same like as you, like you sort of build your own support system. Yeah, exactly. Especially when, when you start to move a lot, because I, like I moved around a lot growing up as well. You, it's like a skill, I think yeah. almost, that the more you practice making friends and creating a new, like a new life, a new beginning, mm-hmm. like you start to get in the hang of it. Like, yeah. That makes sense. And yeah. I think you sort of, I don't know whether we seek them out or we attract people who are sort of similar to us. Like yeah. whether that's similar in like that they don't have a support system here mm-hmm. or like you have similar like themes in your life or similar interests. Like we sort of attract those people and make really close bonds with them. I found that like moving here, like the bonds I've made with people have been really quick. Yeah. And like for the most part, really strong. Yeah. And I think if you find the right person, absolutely, uh, friendship forms like pretty quickly. Yeah. Going back to, like, you know, essentially, like, living alone. Like, I don't live alone. I live with eight people at the moment. (laughs) which is (laughs) Yeah, it's not as insane as it sounds. Um, And it's really very mellow, like, for a student house. Like, it's not at all rowdy. But, like, I struggle very much with mental health issues. um, And I find that my self-destructive behaviours when I get into these spots that are not great is I stop looking after myself. Mm-hmm. So, like, I stop showering and washing my hair and I stop eating and I stop socialising with people and I cut myself out of other people's lives. How do you find with that when you live alone, like, you're not forced to interact with people and you sort of are looking after yourself? Yeah. Um, so, I think because I work a lot, mm-hmm. so I kind of... Like, I work most days of the week. So I kind of have that for socialisation. I think if I didn't have work, it would be a completely different story. Because I do like having time alone, but it can, you know, get... Get a little scary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you spent, like, a few days in your apartment by yourself and, like, you've had no contact to the outside world, um, definitely that can be even more damaging. Yeah, um, start to go a little stir-crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think I'm, like, similar with you. I find it hard to reach out if I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't often, like, message to stop, like, to make plans if I, like, need to see someone. Um, but, yeah, I think work kind of saves me in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> Same with uni. I Like, it forces me to kind of get out of the house and mm. um, talk to people and, you know, do normal yeah. day normal things yeah yeah forces you to keep a routine yeah exactly keep yourself from self-destructing a little yeah. bit so yeah you mentioned that you work a lot and you do <laughs> <laughs> how do you deal with the stress of supporting yourself yeah so um it was definitely hard at first <laughs> like kind of realizing how much everything costs yeah and rent and stuff like that um I was fortunate enough um my parents helped me out with rent especially the first year Mm -hmm. because yeah living by yourself in an apartment is a lot especially because it's like right in the city I choose to work so much because I like have rent to pay and bills and you know (laughs) groceries (laughs) and I want to occasionally go out and you know have some fun um yeah but I'm fortunate enough that I do have a job that I actually like so (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, and then you've done, like, that you've done very well in too. Like, you Thank were very you. lucky that, you know, you went out and you found that job for yourself and it worked. Yeah, it yeah, exactly. Fit. It could have gone completely the other way. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it can be super stressful. I'm the same as you. Like, my first year out, I was fortunate enough that um, my mum was able to pay my rent. So yeah. that was, like, something that I didn't have to think about. That really 
helped take the stress off, yeah. um, especially dealing with Centrelink um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, they it's, it's a difficult system to function within. Mm, definitely. Um, and, like, because I live with chronic mental health and pain issues, um, I don't see working um, as a conceivable thing for me while I'm studying. Um, yeah. But I do, during my breaks, I go home and I work full time <laughs> <laughs> um, and just try and live off that. Um, I'm lucky that Centrelink all but covers my rent. I think it's, like, five mm-hmm. bucks short, which is upsetting because it used to be $100 over and then oh. they changed it without telling me why. Um, <laughs> That's not fair. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> not bitter. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it can be really stressful, especially, like, trying to budget and go, okay, um, I just spent $70 on groceries. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, it can be – and just, like, looking after yourself can be stressful yeah like, like i don't know about the right you. foods and yeah. yeah i don't know about you but as soon as i start to get sick i'm just like i want mom to look yeah. after me yeah <laughs> i don't want to have to go and buy my own cold food I medicine i just want someone to Medic- do it me. medicine is expensive oh my god <laughs> like, i went to the chemist the other day and walked out with a little paper bag that mm. cost me 50 dollars. oh my god <laughs> and i was like oh. you know and as someone yeah. who lives with chronic pain I have quite the large investment in <laughs> painkillers, which I sort of refuse to use until it's awful and then I use them and they don't work. <laughs> but yeah, like it's expensive and like, you know, I'm on medication for my mental health and I'm on medication for my pain that is always and like these things are expensive and like going to like new specialists and new mm-hmm. people in different practices there's always things that they want you to try. It's like, oh, just yeah. try this. Like it's $20 and it might work. And then you have to buy it every month for the rest of your life or, you know, probably won't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just frustrating. Like what I find exhausting is having to like decide what to eat for dinner like every night. (laughs) Like I'm sick of like being like, oh, I have to feed myself again. Right? I I hate just cooking for myself. Yeah. I hate it. (laughs) Whereas like you know that I am like – People come over and I will make dinner. <laughs> yeah. And then you rock up and you're like, what? You like cook like a three course meal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, Yeah, I take it too far every single mm-hmm. time. But it, like, I prefer to cook for other people rather than like just cooking for me. Because if I'm yeah. just cooking for me, I'm like, what is the point? Yeah. The best part about being an adult is that no one can tell you that you can't have cake for dinner. Exactly. And the worst part of being an adult is no one can tell you that you can't have cake. Yeah, pretty much. Because, <laughs> like, I just cannot cook, like, as a baseline. I'm a you also cook. don't have an oven. I yeah. think it's important to point out that... Um, I have, like, I've bought, like, a mini oven. It's, it's, it's tiny. How many pieces of pizza can you cook at a time? Is it two? Three. You can three. fit three. You can fit three slices of frozen pizza in at a time. Yeah. Um, Such a cook in stages. It's, it's great fun. <laughs> And even, like, even that I, like, burn and then set off my fire alarm. Like, like it's happened multiple I times. Like, I don't understand what I'm doing. I think everyone <laughs> deserves the comedic gold that is a Snapchat from Darcy <laughs> of her hanging her oven out the window. Yeah, because you can pick my oven up. And so if it starts smoking, obviously I don't want to turn, like, set off my fire alarm again because then I have to, like, rip it off my ceiling and that's, like, a headache. So I just unplug my oven and then shove it out my window for a few minutes, let it cool down, and it's all cheap. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> Look, we come up with solutions and we come up with new ways to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, that is important. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think that overall, with everything, like every element of 
moving away and living mm. alone is it's always a development of yourself. 100%. Yeah. Like you really have to grow and mm-hmm. look after yourself. You really have to strengthen the relationship that you have with yourself. Yeah. Like, cause you have to want to take care of yourself yeah, exactly. and you have to want to do things that are healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Like my most self-destructive behavior that you're <laughs> very familiar with is I stop communicating. Yeah. So having to strengthen that relationships with myself where I'm like, no, I deserve to be heard and I deserve to take up space mm-hmm. and I am not capable of ruining friendships in three and a half seconds. <laughs> Which you're not. <laughs> I just want to reiterate. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that it is a very big thing. And I think the reason that I wanted to do a podcast episode on this is just that it's so much about the relationship that you have with yourself that yeah, I don't think that you really get to grasp when you rely on other people yeah you because you're spending so much time just by yourself yeah you really have to have a relationship with yourself otherwise you get to know yourself yeah yeah you really get to understand like what is important to you and what you need Mm -hmm. yeah out of your life like i 100 percent think that everyone should just run away from their lives um (laughs) at least once at least once just run away about seven times yeah just run away it's fine yeah um we did fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) how many mental breakdowns have we each had this week look i'm calling it one (laughs) consistent mental breakdown that's lasted a month (laughs) it just fluctuates because then i don't have to count them separately (laughs) and be sad about that (laughs) so yeah, I think that's probably, like, that's a lot um, yeah. that we've been through. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, the most important thing that's, like, come out of everything that, like, we've had conversations about in our relationship and even now is just that it's important to take care of yourself and it's yeah. important to let other people help you. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's important to find those people and make those relationships that really fulfill you and make you happy and keep yourself healthy. Yeah, it's all about creating a new support system. Absolutely. Because you can't, you need it. Like, you know. Yeah, we're not meant to be isolated. No. <laughs> we drive ourselves nuts. Yeah. It's definitely really important just to make those bonds. And even if, you know, you don't, like, even if you are living with family or, you know, have tumultuous relationships with friends or family, like, I think it, it's really important to, to make sure that you're really looking out for yourself in those relationships yeah. and looking after yourself. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Hyperfeminism, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed recording it. Um, It's nice to just be able to have a space where we can just have a chat about our lives and, you know, discuss our relationships with ourselves in this like journey that we're all on to love ourselves. I hope that I will see you next time. Bye. (laughs) 